everybody. Welcome to episode two of Bruisers, Breakdowns, and Beards. I am one of your hosts, Michael Reed. I'm Kevin. And I am the hair metal heartthrob, Dallas Cade. Yeah. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing I'm doing, awesome. man. Doing it how is, what is the date? I'm doing all right. It is Sunday, September 27th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Another month has flown by. Mm-hmm. Feels like only yesterday I was just turning 22. I'm going to be saying that for the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> it seems like only 35. Was 22 just yesterday. No, yep. Man. I'm going to be 40. Oh, man. Just yesterday, oh. I was filming the pod with the boys. You're talking to two dudes who are like closer to 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Far closer than you are. And I keep saying I'm 22. So it works right. out. I'm like, oh, yeah. my 22 birthday was just a couple days ago. <laughs> I'm yep. sure I'm mentally immature somehow. So yeah. I'm Dude, still in time- high school somewhere. Time in 2020 has been so weird because ever since like March or February, it's been like each month, like once it ends, you're like, oh, God, that was quick. But as you're going through it, it drags so much. So it feels like it's been really long, but also not long at all. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know what that phenomenon is or why it's occurring, but hey, man call it pandemic itis i don't know cabin fever <laughs> yeah that, that too stockholm syndrome <laughs> you're giving into your uh, i don't know it feels like i mean I, it reminds me of when i broke my arm in second grade like it sucked at the time but looking back on it it was hilarious but like i was i didn't think it was very hilarious then <laughs> and it hurt <laughs> but like afterwards like i'm like ah, oh, that was pretty funny <laughs> kind of like that yeah. i hope that we can come back from 20 audience and say that was pretty funny Probably not. Well, that was going to happen. And that was, you know, that was with me with having my, my surgery back in right at the beginning of April. Yeah. Like that. that mm, happened this year you know. too. It feels like two years ago. Right. Right. I started yeah, dude, the pandemic we won with the cancer. Super Bowl this year. Right? I know. Right. We won the Super it's, Bowl. It's all the ups and all the downs. A just in the, it's like, so such crazy. It's uh man. And what we're about you, to win another one. Watching? Didn't even get to celebrate the first one. We're already about ready to get. No, the I know. One. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. What kind of wrestling have you guys watched in the past week since we last recorded the Not pod? Not much. Um, I got to see snippets of. Did you guys see uh, Sammy Guevara was at the Jaguars game Thursday night? And I guess oh, they, they had did. a ton of guys there, didn't they? Yeah. I, I only saw the bit online of him, but I, I think they were they were showing clips back from the uh, stadium stampede from earlier oh. in the year, and then he got uh, <laughs> like cuttered into the pool by the jaguar mascot oh, oh i was boy. gonna say did they have like the any of the jaguars like chasing him in a golf cart <laughs> that would have been fantastic that would have been perfect they would have thrown the football crowd off because if they would have known wrestling they're like why the hell you have no, the mascot the, in the golf the, cart the, mascot the, the jaguars mascot is really weird because like on a normal game day he's kind of like big and pudgy kind of like casey wolf is but somehow he, if he needs to get in the pool he's all of a sudden like super skinny and then like this real skin tight like leotard jumpsuit thing so Weird. but his head is still i'm in the sauna huge. brother uh, I, maybe that's it it could be that florida <laughs> weather i don't know it's just weird how he's he's able to like kind of get super skinny for his wrestling match but tucks it in I, yeah because jacksonville's the only other stadium other than ours to have fans i think no, I, uh, sadly, Denver has had some. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised okay. Jack Draper hasn't been to a I knew, I knew that Arrowhead and Jacksonville were the only ones that I had heard at the beginning of the season that were like, for sure, going to have limited capacity. Uh, but no, for those Cowboys. guys that were at that football game and saw all these you know, wrestlers running around the arena, they were like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> is there taping we don't know about? <laughs> yeah. Multiple, no. actually. It's it's and it's weird seeing public events like that where there's you know even, I mean in a large stadium you know a few thousand people still looks kind of small but just the concept of a few thousand people in like one can, you know, small place like that it's just I can't yeah. process it I can't. <laughs> yeah. Are they piping? It's, in? it's almost difficult to fathom. Are they Ooh, piping in crowd noise like the WWE was? Are they like yeah. yes, in? yes for sure. You know, okay. I tried to argue with somebody that Arrowhead should be able to pump in louder audio because we have the world record for the loudest stadium. Be, yeah, they should go to the but exact we should be able to like equally like match it. <laughs> they just they just need to have jets just flying over the stadium consistently just to keep oh that noise God. up. 
So then you couldn't hear Chris Collinsworth go. Now here's the guy. <laughs> I wish I could Bro. perfect that slide of his, man. They don't let, they're not letting him do it this year because of social distancing, but oh, his man. slide into camera is just epic. Yeah. <laughs> One of the, I think my favorite guy that calls football games is probably Romo. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's good. Because really Romo's so good at it. And it's, when he's specifically talking about Mahomes, he's just having so much fun watching Mahomes right. play quarterback. He's just like you can feel the energy through his uh his his uh commentary. It's it's great, man. It's sad, you know, to kind of bring it back around to wrestling. You know, wrestling doesn't have doesn't have a lot of commentators like that. Mauro Ronaldo was easily one of the best, and he keeps getting chased out of WWE for some he's gone for good now he's i mean yeah. he finished his contract and peaced out smart man. and i mean i you know i know he's he's talked about his you know mental health stuff and and but i'm sure part of that's the fact that he's been driven to it by people who have no idea what they're talking about yeah giving him grief oh, so sure. one thing i want to uh, say about tony romo though that i love on commentary about him is the fact that he i mean he's a quarterback he's a former quarterback so he knows what's going on. And it's, I remember one game, he was basically predicting every play mm-hmm. as it happened. Dude, and he it does it all the time. Yeah. It's freaky. It's, uh, I he love does it. it all the time. Why couldn't you do that while you're in Dallas? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why, that's why I had to put him up, but then I had to bring him back down to earth. But no, I <laughs> seriously, yeah, I agree with you guys. 100%. Tony Romo is amazing on commentary. And it's, it's great to have former players like that who are that good at commentary and that, like I said, they they provide such a great color commentary to it. It's it makes the game a lot more interesting, and especially because, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm it's, getting tired of Chris Collinsworth. I'm definitely tired of Joe Buck. Um, Al Michaels is out of his fucking mind at this point, or not Al Michael? Who's the the guy who usually is with Chris Collinsworth? No, you're right, Al, Al Michaels. Michaels. Yeah, Al Michaels is just delirious at this point. <laughs> He's gone full Madden, where he just starts talking about the weirdest shit during a f- football game. Yeah, they're just well. To be fair, the dude sat through like hundreds of games at this point. I'm sure it's, yeah. he's just kind of like. It's kind of cool when he starts talking about like the odds and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would Red much Mus- rather I would much rather be able to tell that they're having fun right. than have them do it, you know, super serious. However, however, I conceive that they should do it because, so. like, I don't know. I've never called a football game before. <laughs> like, they know better than I do. Have you ever called a uh, wrestling match? I mean, like, I wonder what that would be. Like, that's I be actually have. You have? I was yeah. I um I was at a show. Me and a couple of the other local young guys that we all travel together. I was, I, we were all on a show. Um, I was wrestling later in the night, and uh, two of the guys that we travel with were in a tag. So, and we're all kind of like the the three of us are together, kind of on on the show. Um, so I kind of went out there through their entrance with them, and then I stopped and I looked around and I was like, you know what? You guys got this. I'm going to go over here. And they had their live commentary table over by their production yes. booth. So I took, well, I came up to one of the guys. I was like, hey, man, you're out of here. Go take a, <laughs> go take a lunch break or whatever. <laughs> and I literally just did, I did commentary for the, uh, for my friend's tag match. That is awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I love the, they, yeah, they were cool with it. So like, hey, I was go like, take right, a lunch. I'm doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, they were cool with it, so I was like, "Hey, all right, I'm gonna go do it." Yeah. You know, good good wrestling commentary is not it's 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 an under I don't think I don't want to underappreciate it, but it's it's an underrecognized part of the the package. Mm-hmm. Like it's I, I mean I won't lie, it's part of the reason I don't watch a lot of WWE anymore is their commentary. I think so that's actually bad. been like a more and more talked about thing recently, mm-hmm. like within the like definitely during the pandemic um but perhaps even a while before that i've like you know i've i've seen you know kind of like the uh your your wrestling observers or or whoever else they they'll they talk about that kind of stuff or i've heard you know interviews that they do with you know figures in the business that talk about the importance of a good announced team good commentary um all the you know the things that that brings to the table um I used to before before he started doing his podcast with Conrad. I used to listen to Jr. do his show, and he would talk about that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of pretty educational stuff in terms of uh, wrestling commentary out there. 
yeah. lot more now than there used to be. You know, we we can dive into it. I, I think that's we we kind of started talking about it last week. Um, you know that we are a more in I would say indie focused wrestling podcast. Well, obviously we'll talk. You know, AEW. We'll talk WWE. We'll talk Impact and stuff. But it's 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 more educating people on like who you know who you're going to eventually see on TV. It's like that's that's what we want to do is and give you a chance to see those people before they're on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the kind of the weird aspects of that is it's it's like once they get to TV, the support relationship kind of changes a little bit, and and yeah. In, particularly in respect to WWE. Like it, it's ironic for us to talk about being, you know, all excited for these independent wrestlers to kind of make it to the top yeah. and then kind of ignore the top. But there's a, there's a reason and it's not, it's not their fault. It's not the mm-hmm. wrestler's fault why we don't watch WWE. So it's really weird. Yeah. No. Cause th- then that's a dynamic that I've noticed. Um, I noticed it actually like really, really quickly. Um, after I started, you know, getting into the business, I was like, it, it, it's kind of weird how uh, fans of the independents, um, you know, some of them, they stay strictly fans of the independents or they favor the independents more so than places like WWE or AEW or wherever. And um, they'll, you know, they'll support the indie wrestler knowing that the indie wrestler's goal is to be a professional wrestler as their primary source of income. That's how they want to make their living. That's how they want to support themselves and their families and whoever. But once they get to that point, especially if it's like WWE, that's kind of the end of it. And then once they're in there, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, we support the wrestlers, just not who they work for. And that to me has always just been kind of almost an ironic relationship that dynamic just kind of seems you know it's like what's what's the deal there like why doesn't it carry over you know right well and i've i've we we kind of talk about this a little bit earlier this week um i had shared in our our little group chat uh with the guys here was a, a variety article talking about wwe's uh decline as far as their their audience and and like what is leading to that? And and one of the points that Dallas brought up that I thought was really cool was that, you know, this is variety doing this. This is like an independent source that's, that's doing, getting the survey information. Um, you know, like he pointed out, if, if Dave Meltzer and the observer did it, the survey doesn't mean as much because it's coming from like hardcore, you know, smarky wrestling fans. Um, if WWE does a survey, it doesn't make much sense because it's just their audience. And if their audience is sitting there taking the time to answer a survey, they're mo- they're less likely like going away. They're 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 going to answer that stuff favorably because they're there and they're fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I mean, we won't go over every point, but like one of the examples we were talking about is like the presentation of the show, uh, particularly like storylines and and you know commentary and and again the presentation of it. Um, it I don't even know where to begin with that. I Before we get into that, I will say, you talked about the, I'm bouncing back and forth there, the relationship between an independent wrestler kind of moving on to like the promised land kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think when you're an independent wrestler, you have, and, and Dallas, you'll be able to speak to it better than I do, but as a fan of independent wrestling, I believe that my, you know, when I buy a t-shirt or when I meet you at a merch table and, and buy product from you, I feel like I am directly benefiting you. Like it, it is, is my way of saying, right. Thank you for, for performing for me. I really enjoyed it. This is my way of, of saying thank you and, and wanting you to continue to do it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, and so there, there's, there's an emotional attachment there because it's, it's like a, you feel like you're kind of part of the contribution, even though I'm not directly, but I am indirectly. Um, it's, that's more direct yeah. than it would be if you know if you were buying it off of wwshop.com right exactly and that's that's, yep, that's I understand what I that that's, that's 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 a common thing that i've heard is there it's more it's more direct it's more you know it it's more it has a more personal feel there's mm-hmm. a direct connection between 
you know, the audience, the fan, and the talent, the performer, the wrestler. So, and I understand that dynamic a lot. And I, I think it's it's like a feeling, I don't know. I mean, I see so many wrestlers and, and we'll continue to kind of bring up the, the stuff of how like, you know, you're paying for your own travel, you're paying for your own, you know, your that's that's your income like that's Mm -hmm. and i i believe the the perception is and it's not always true but the perception is it's like once you go to wwe or once or aew it's like you're a paid employee like the my support is not Uh, no 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 no. they're independent contractors (laughs) okay yeah you it's super clear in the con that it is super clear they are independent (laughs) contractors and yeah, I think the perception is kind of a weird, <laughs> fluid concept because, you know, in in examples like WWE, WWE themselves does not pay for the talent's travel. They don't pay for their hotels. They don't pay for their flights, uh, you know, the car rent, rental car or whatever. Like the talent pays for that. Yeah, even they that use level, the money that they are paid from w- by WWE to work for them to do those things so it's kind of like you know it's i mean i'm not i don't want to dive into the freaking minutiae of how wwe sets up their you know business and their contracts and the functionality in there because i don't know um but yeah it is like i said a a bit of a fluid concept when it comes to the perception once Mm -hmm. because if for some reason it's like WWE especially is kind of like there it's it's like there's a, this veil of mystery yeah and everybody like the dirt sheets you know they're 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 oh I have a uh, <clears throat> credited source mm-hmm. backstage in WWE a WWE official an anonymous official that told me this that or the other thing and you know it's it's kind of it's it's weird yeah, yeah. It's, it's just weird to put it in a word <laughs> going back to uh what mike's like as a fan i'm got i'm with mike on that too like that's my way of supporting is buying merchandise from them live and direct mm-hmm. at the show and i i mean i did that with live bands too it's my way of actually like sometimes getting to meet the bands and you know getting to thank them for you know what they do and what they've how they've impacted my life you know like that and if i get a chance to you know support them and get to meet them at the same time. It's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we got to meet Shotzi a couple times at, uh, yeah. at journey pro. And I, you know, I bought yep. her Shotzi from the black lagoon shirt. I love it to death. I was going to buy it on design <laughs> alone, but once again, I mean, having her, you know, get to, getting to meet her and realize, you know, like, especially meeting how the awesome human being that she is like, she's just sure. a rad human. And it was cool meeting her and talking with her that night and then getting to run into her for the next couple of shows she had before she got signed. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like it's like seeing your your hometown talent or out of town talent that comes in enough. It's like seeing them hit the big time. It's like a personal pr- like I feel so proud, you know, it's like you feel mm-hmm. like you've helped it, you know, and mm-hmm. I continue to cheer like every time I see Shotzi doing anything in NXT, I'm all for it. She's running over people with her tank and everything, dude. I'm really happy. Yep, for her, she just know? main evented against EO. Yeah, on, uh, that's unbelievable. NXT. Dude, she's yep. yeah, and she's a, like as soon as she got to NXT, it seemed like she went straight up. Like she's had some like pretty high caliber moments so far. Um, I'm really, but I'm really happy that's happening. And yeah, I still want to support her in any way. I won't be able to support her through the WWE shop, but if she's ever doing like you know like a meet and greet in the Kansas City area, I'd love to go see her and like give her the money directly, just like any band. Right. You know, like I said, bands on the road they can't make money right now because of the quarantine. It's like I want to buy merch or do something to be able to kind of support them along, you know, so that way. And it gives them an idea, too, especially if they're out of towners. If people are buying their merch in Kansas City, that makes them want to come back to Kansas City more often because they're more wanted than, you know, say Mm -hmm. a Denver or something like that where they might not sell as much. You know, I'm not I'm not throwing Denver under the bus. I'm just using an example. No, please Mm. throw Denver under the bus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> our denver fans are like shake my fist at all, you. all denver fan that we have it can be as angry as i want to be that's hey, my man, broncos two hatred of my, just... two of my coaches were from are from yeah denver, man so i gotta i gotta hear that all the time especially before we won this super bowl it was like, oh, I've oh, yeah. been to. I would hear from my i would hear from hoodie all the time i've been to three parades in my lifetime have you been to three parades in your lifetime? I was like, well, been to one now. Yeah. 
man. Count the Royals one. We've been to two. Well, the Royals are just the Royals are a shell of themselves once again. They're they're back to their true Royals form. They're they're coming back. They're on the come up. Come on now. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. We have hope. It's 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 2013 all over again. It's we'll rebuilding. Next, next year will be our time again, and then we'll that's, see. That's I, I'm not holding my breath on that. <laughs> now that we're so, done getting sidetracked, I want to get back to this Variety article, yeah, um, Variety.com by Gavin Bridge, entitled uh, "WWE's Mounting Problems." Uh, it's like audience declines saudi arabia and um andrew yang yang gang yeah some, it, of the, it, some of the tweets that he recently put out uh in regards to wwe and their talents status as independent contractors mm-hmm. um but the big i think the big image there's a lot in here but the biggest image everybody's talking about is the reasons why u.s viewers stopped watching pro wrestling and there's you know there's a list of options and then the percentages of people who picked those options um Let's see. It says uh, it seemed the the most the most common one. The most common response was it seemed more cartoonish than when I liked it. That was the highest response with 30 percent, which to me is kind of interesting because Mm -hmm. depending on who you ask, Doink the Clown was on television while they were watching. Yeah. And, you know, like fresh out of prison nails or big boss man who was a police officer. Isaac or Yankum, DDS. Like the goon. And Isaac Yankum, yes. Like, if that's not cartoonish, I'm not sure what exactly is. Oh, but, man. you know, they they see what pro wrestling is today or what it became when they stopped watching, whatever. And they think that that's more cartoonish than what product they were watching when they were fans and that to me i think is kind of an interesting thing to think about Mm -hmm. yeah you know my question would be what are they what do they want to define as cartoonish because is it the characters is it the superstars or is Mm -hmm. it the storylines because i think if you go i mean and just throwing out examples if you watch some of those old wcw promos where like rick flair and arn anderson are there like wcw didn't have complex storylines it was just simple like i'm better than you i got I'm a problem with you. you i got the be- yeah i got a problem with you like it, it's that's all it needed to be yeah it was like mm-hmm. it was almost like and the 80s I, you know, too. I have the, the belt, 80s was super cartoonish like in terms of wwe yeah no gobbly gook I mean, motherfuckers right right but the, but that's <laughs> what i'm saying that's where it started because you know when you talk about storylines in wwf and wwe it all it all went through vince it all goes through Vince. Still to this day, it goes through Vince. So when you start talking about storylines, you know you're directly talking about Vince. And but I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older. But I do think back to those storylines when I was a kid, and they don't seem as bad as they do now. But I think it's because they weren't overly complex. Mm-hmm. They were they were relatively simple back then. It, it didn't take much. It wasn't until the the attitude era that they decided to make like soap opera ass storylines about stuff and that i think personally that's tied to like when kevin dunn took over as producer yeah like he and vince worked together michael to i still can't get over the fact that you just talked about how some of the old stuff as cartoony as it was i look back and i'd probably look back and it's better now than i remember it and i'm like wait what no that's no, I, th- I think it is. Choppy, I choppy, choppy. Some stuff, yeah. I, there's I some stuff for sure. There, some of it, some yes, stuff. absolutely. Not all. So some of it, like, no. you go back and it's so bad. But, some of those old clips of Ric Flair just holding up his, you know, $1,000 leather shoes and shit. Like, that stuff. That, no, that's, that's all you not cartoonish. That's Ric Flair. That's Ric Flair. Well, I was right, going to say, that's Rick, on brand. <laughs> but that's what yep. I'm saying. Like Ric Flair, especially back, his, like, his one stint, his one brief stint in wwf but what was, what was it 94 95 i believe that's about right yeah it was something early like that yeah yeah because yeah, he won the rumble won the belt right it like i don't know the flair before that like flair to me has never been cartoonish or flat like over the top because that's just how much charisma rick flair had and i think it's the especially all right i'm gonna get into it <laughs> so go, I think the reason I think the reason this response is the most popular is 
just like any of these responses, if you look at the article and you look at the options, the list of options, you kind of have to ask that same question that Mike asked about every single one of them. Like, what do you mean by cartoonish? What what exactly are we pointing at in terms of what the cartoonish part of the product is? Is it the characters? Is it the storylines? Is it the production? Is it the presentation? It's a combination of all these things, I think, that give a consumer or any audience um, these uh, ideas or notions about a product. Mm -hmm. It's a combination of a number of the things because, you know, another option on this list is uh, matches were not as good slash interesting. 26%. That's false. Yeah. That's just false false. in ring in terms of in ring quality. WWE has never been better. Right. And you know, people who watch the product or fans, hardcore fans, uh, probably even people who watch every week, they know that or not every week, but every other week they can tell like, you know, the, the, the quality in ring is, has, you can't, there's very, very little to top what's going on right now. Yeah. The reason I think so many people picked that is because they aren't as invested in those matches as they were when Rock and Austin were running wild all over the Attitude Era or when Hulkamania was running wild in the 80s. It's because they don't have the same investment in the characters, in the people, in the matches as they did 20, 30, 40 years ago. Right. So, you know, in that regard... It's like, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to tell these people that their opinions are incorrect because they're technically not, you know, but you have to dissect it. So the, what I think people are getting at when they're talking about how cartoonish wrestling has become is more of what you were saying earlier, Michael, is the, some of the storyline, what's happening week to week it kind of just seems very soap opera esque in terms of there's no long term plans. There's no, they seem to be moving, but you can't tell what they're moving, where to. their direction is headed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's the old phrase it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Mm-hmm. When you're telling a story, you have to know where you want where that story to end. Yeah. You know, like, the stories of good versus evil, you know, good triumphs. Uh, you know, they have to come back from underneath. They have to overcome adversity. What, whatever it is, these are super basic tropes of storytelling that we have used for a long time outside of wrestling, inside wrestling, whatever. Mm-hmm. So for them, so for for it to be so so easy to point out the lack of direction that the product feels like it has i think that would be a much more accurate descriptor of what of why these fans no longer watch the product than simply calling it cartoonish unless some of them do feel that the characters or what they're doing or saying is you know more cartoonish than doing the clown or you know, a mailman or a police officer or a hockey player or gobbledygooker or, or a mortuary whatever. guy, a <laughs> dead man or, or, or the red rooster or a uh, bastion booger, oh, man. you know, you can take but, your pick. But here's the thing, you know, in, in, at that time, in the way that that universe was set up, as stupid as some of those characters were in a weird way, kind of, they, I'm not gonna say they made sense, but there was some effort to justify their existence, you know. I mean, you know, Isaac Yankum, it's stupid, but he was a dentist. Like to justify their existence. Dang, yeah, I didn't no, know our existence need justification, Michael. No, but I'm saying look at the look at the TV that you have to look at the the, the storyteller and the story. I understand what you're you're, you're talking example, about why this character is here. Right. Why is this person a wrestler? You know, why why are they going Who after this person to? yeah right. and the, i'll give the, you the origins the whys the reasons that these 
characters are doing the things that they're doing. Yeah, sure. there's a lot. And, there was a lot more of that, uh, you know, 30 years ago than there is now. It feels. And I, I mean, I'll give you an example that we have going on right now. Um, if if you're watching WWE programming, one of the, the big storylines I have going on right now uh, is this faction, new faction, Retribution, and it, Retribution is all about coming in and, and wreaking havoc on, on the established WWE system or whatever. Um, you know, but they're, they're paid employees and, you know, whatever. I mean, okay. So look at the presentation of retribution. Retribution is these group of people in black hoodies, wearing masks, coming in, causing property damage and all sorts of disruption to, to WWE's way of life and the way they do things. If you know Vince McMahon, you know the McMahon family. They are a, a rather conservative-leaning group, and Vince has, has had those ties for, for years. So now look at this story through his lens. He is painting a, an evil faction on his show as a group of a what seemingly is a diverse group of people wearing masks, wearing hoodies, coming in with baseball bats and all sorts of stuff tearing up his show, tearing up his way of life. And that's the story he's telling to his audience. You know, Bruce Pritchard talks about how they love to tie their stuff into reality. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, why are the, you know, I see it and I say, okay, so why are they the bad guys in this? But then you look at what's going on in the real world and in reality with what's going on with, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and all sorts of stuff. And then you ask yourself, why is Vince painting them as, like you start to see dots connect that you would not normally see connect and me as a viewer that's kind of frustrating because i have a certain perspective on life vince has his own perspective vince is telling that story i'm not interested in hearing the way he tells that story so i tune it out Mm -hmm. and seemingly i'm not in the minority in that like people are leaving it in droves now that's just one small example that's not the main reason why WWE is in the shooter. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's the latest example is that there's there's a personally I think it's a bad story being told. That's just me. There yeah, are other examples that there's are not a bunch politically of motivated. Yeah. Right. There's I'm a bunch of reasons that, that wrestling is no longer at the heights it was during the attitude era. There's a it's, myriad of reasons. And that list of reasons has grown and diminished and everything, you know, I, that list of reasons has changed over the last 20 15 years and like i see whether it has to do with the product or the world around it or whatever the list changes well here's the thing i and i've i've taken a long stupid road to get to this point i'd argue i don't think fewer people are watching wrestling i think more people are watching a variety of wrestling in different places whereas Mm -hmm. when kevin when all of us were younger you had two choices you had wwe and you had wcw those were the two places to watch. That's why mm-hmm. they were getting, what was it, like five and six million viewers a week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the internet now, wasn't around really. It, the internet was powerful you, then, so no one other right. anything else to do. Yeah. You you traded VHS tapes at best. That, like, mm-hmm. that was the only way you got to see some indie wrestling. Yep. Now we have, you know, Ring of Honor. We have Impact. We have, um, you know, uh, IW uh, TV mm-hmm. or IW Wrestling TV. TV. You know, we've yep. got. We have New Japan. We have all sorts of stuff from. There's so many different avenues mm-hmm. for for that's wrestling. Another, that, that's one of the that's one of the reasons that are on the list for sure. So I I don't I don't contend pe- fewer people are watching wrestling. I think fewer people are watching WWE, and I mm-hmm. fully understand that. I just think that you know if WWE and, and Kevin and I ran into this a couple a couple years ago, we were watching WWE and we were banging our heads against the wall because we were pissed off week in and week out that this show was not entertaining us and that we were frustrated that certain wrestlers weren't getting pushed or promoted the way, you know, for being talented individuals Mm -hmm. yet we're seeing, you know, I don't want to throw certain people under the bus, but like, like the Rybacks of the world at the time who were not gifted, who were not like talented wrestlers. You know, I that's that went a know. different direction than I He's thought gonna, it was going. Was waiting, he yeah, you said a name I was not expecting, but that I mean, he I can't murder disagree. Me when he hears it. But yeah, but, yeah. But, but but that's the example. Of, like we we watch wrestling for the the talent and the the 
the storyline artistry of it like we we like a certain type of wrestling. now that being said i like stupid comedy wrestling too like i like all types of wrestling mm-hmm. but i know that what wwe was giving me and was week in and week out was driving Wasn't me doing nuts. It for you yeah so kevin and i we had to kind of put our heads together like okay we like wrestling but we don't like wwe where do we go from here mm-hmm. and that's how we had to look for other outlets and that's how we discovered independent wrestling yeah to, it, yeah. to be as cool as it was and to get to see it you know, I, I used to make fun of seeing all those videos of, of guys in high school gyms, you know, wrestling in front of 40 people. But right. now that's some of the most fun I've ever had is being in those shows where, like, mm-hmm. it's you yeah. and, like, 20 people who love that shit as much as you do versus being in, a, in an arena full of 20,000 people who, you know, you yeah are into different things. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Ran, I, 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 mean, I know here, what you but, mean because I got more – I have I very quickly got – more into independent wrestling and discovered more about independent wrestling than I ever knew before I got in the business. Um, I I think that there's a lot of truth in that. There's not like, I don't think people just aren't watching wrestling anymore. I think there's more wrestling to watch and people are kind of picking and choosing what wrestling they prefer. Um, I, I, I mean, the thing you said earlier about, you know, all these stories going through Vince McMahon and him telling them through his lens, painting certain people as the bad guy because of his personal viewpoints. I wasn't even going to go that deep into it. <laughs> I, you know, I, I definitely wasn't going to touch that, you know, with a 10 foot right. pole. Uh, but I bless, bless you, Kevin. I muted myself. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, yeah. Cause you know, we were, we were using retribution as an example and speaking specifically from the, in terms of the universe that they are, that these characters are living in and and acting like the things they're doing within this universe. It's even then it's kind of like, why? Right. Like, like the, they threw the Molotovs at the, the power generator or whatever. Right. And, um, you know, that was like, Oh, why are these people throwing Molotov cocktails at a power generator? And we know, we still don't know why anybody is throwing Molotovs or using chainsaws on ring ropes or bats or like, we still don't know why, like, okay. We've been told, they're doing this stuff because they want to disrupt the established order and they, you know, they want to, what do they want to do? Why do they want to disrupt the established order? Why? Right. What has the established order done to them? Right. Like, which is a great question. And exactly. And it's a question that like, how long has this retribution thing been going on now? Like months, two months. It's more than two months. It's, it's two months, it's, three they months were just it's revealed, been, but they've been doing this for like over two months. Okay. Yeah, exactly. They've had three months plus, to answer at least some of these questions or give us a face to put with the the name of, you know, retribution, I guess. But instead they paint the faces and they put the masks over the faces and they uh, didn't, what's his name? What's Dijakovic? T-Bar? <laughs> didn't he <laughs> have like a voice mod? And it did he have a voice mod or did he, was he just doing like the... Super raspy, weird voice. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the names, uh, one of them being Slapjack. <laughs> if you get some time, go to Urban Dictionary and look up what that means, and then ask yourself, like, who okayed that name? Because there's more to that name. It, it, oh, it Vince seems did. innocuous. I'm sure, and I'm sure oh, Vince doesn't know what it means. Go look up what slap what the term Slapjack right means. I'm doing it right now. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I cannot wait to hear this reaction in real time. Um, is it like urban dictionary or like probably i think urban dictionary i i saw the the definition was on uh somebody posted a picture of it on twitter i googled it it and it says pancake that's flapjack not slapjack that's flap yeah no slapjack slapjack pancake i've never had i've never heard of a i've never heard it called a slapjack no this was urban dictionary i believe yeah, Urban so the members dictionary. are named T-Bar, Mace, Slapjack, and... Uh... Slapjack the game. Okay, Urban Dictionary. The act of... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. <sighs> this is coming from the same company that named two Viking the Viking Experience. Right, the <laughs> and then the Kabuki experience, or what was the, the then it was the Kabuki, Kabuki Warriors. Warriors. Now, as much as we d- disagreed with that, apparently that was Kyrie <laughs> saying and and Oscar's idea to name themselves that. Man, I did hear that later. I don't I don't know how true that is, but <laughs> it's just I yeah. don't know. So so that's, that's the thing. Either the name either the name incredibly. I want to know. I want right. to walk into the next production meeting. Yeah. I want right. to look at those writers and, and I want to say, who did this? <laughs> either the names are like incredibly stupid, or there there's something that's like Slap so Jack. dark about it. Slapjack. That nobody that the normal oh. person doesn't like Vince would This is a that. show that's supposed to be for children and they right. name somebody Slapjack. Yeah. Isn't he the one who has a mask that looks like a paper plate? <laughs> Probably. Oh man. Yeah, they really phoned that one in. Oh man. <laughs> it's just I mean Oh man. I can see where that's... they're going and it's funny because it seems like they kind of in a way were kind of like trying to somehow get back at AEW for the dark order shit. <laughs> Cause they had that same kind of deal too, where they all had stupid fucking. Uh, see, I think that's, I think that's where people go into the seeing what you want to see kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this. Like, I don't guys. see the, I don't see the similarities to be honest. I don't know. I, I did, but yeah, I don't know. This is me. I'll say this. I have a, I have more of a patience intolerance level with AEW doing stupid gimmicks than I think I do with WWE at this point because AEW Why? is so new because they're I I know logically I shouldn't but realistically they're so new they've got to have an opportunity to kind of feel this stuff out not that I not that everything that AEW has done has been perfect but I I'm almost okay with them I mean it's a shorter leash but at least they have a they have I feel like they have room to to fuck up I just I think AEW is so new. Well, apparently so does WWE if they're still pulling a million viewers a week. Mm-hmm. The the biggest issue I have with with AEW is it does seem like they are they go out they they seem to be supporting more of the former WWE talent than pushing up and comers, which was what I was well hoping for. They still uh, do it with Dark a little well, bit, but let me say, let me preface here. it this way: who is going to who in the wrestling world right now is probably the most widely known and recognized for having the best like development talent production and development system you're right WWE like, exactly like and that's the, that's the, piece, the performance strength. center is yeah. a ridiculous asset like ridiculous i can't tell you how many like good or great professional wrestlers that are like on the indies would get even better from being in that environment yeah and and not because not because it's wwe not because of who's in charge of it or whatever but just to have that to have that wide of an array of resources and tools at your disposal with wrestling and getting better at it and be like being your top priority not having to worry about anything else above that like yeah you're gonna produce really good talent out of that whether they whether they have a history of being on the indies or not mm-hmm. you know and for the guys that you know, evolved from that and have been on their weekly television for what anywhere from three, four, five, six to 12 ish, 15 ish years in the case of Matt Cardona, like, of course you're going to want that talent on your product because that talent has a wealth of knowledge and experience and you know that they're good you know that they're safe you know that they know what they're doing like to me that's a no-brainer i don't really care where they came from that's fair i agree with I, them. I, I mean i, I mean agree. i yeah. 
I yeah. was going to say, I, like, it's hard. I can't argue with that. <laughs> it, it's basically, <laughs> I, I can't. You went. That's and that's you, how I think of it. And the thing is, you know better than we do because you. I mean, you actually have friends who have gone into and gone through the performance center. So, I mean, you should know what what types of the actual like like in intrinsic benefits that it, it provides more so than. Oh well, I mean, I don't. I don't know like the ins and outs of how the performance center works, especially because, you know, some of the guys that I knew haven't been there in years, but like it, you know, it doesn't take a genius to think it it doesn't take somebody who's like, you know, ridiculously intuitive or above average intelligence in the wrestling business to be like, man, that environment is one that I can thrive and grow and develop in. And I can, you know, I'm not saying it would be easy, but it I it's all right there. You know what I mean? Like it's just this huge wealth of tools and resources and knowledge and experience to gain. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I can't think of one downside to any talent, no matter what their experience or their style or anything like that. I can't imagine a talent not getting better coming out of the performance center yeah out of any error of the performance center i mean agreed it's a state-of-the-art facility i i don't think anyone's knocking the performance center and i don't think anyone gets worse going into the wwe i think i mean we've seen it i mean and we've seen it you know most definitely recently it's like they it seems like wrestlers get their wings clipped i don't know if that's a like the best way of saying it, but like, you know, they, it seems like they don't get to perform at the indie standard that they were. You know what I mean? When they go to WWE and it seems an AEW, well, they it's have a, a different, more... it's a different, it's a different beast because right, right. WWE, you need to go to work the next week. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like if you're going and, and there's also, so storytelling on the indies as a, like the method of storytelling on the indies is going to be very different from the method of storytelling of somebody with a weekly national or global television show Mm -hmm. and you know that has monthly pay-per-views or you know every few months a pay-per-view because you're not going to want them to go balls to the wall every single week because then what are you going to put on the pay-per-view what's going to be the added draw to the pay-per-view other than the matches are going to be bigger they're going to go harder like this is it's going to it it has to mean more well, you know what I mean? In the, so, in the case of WWE, the way you can make that happen is not have the wrestlers fight seven or eight times before the pay-per-view. I no, mean, for that, sure. I mean, that's, I think that's something that is the most. Add that to thing. the list that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. But like more like in a what I mean is in the broader in the in a broader stroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have talent that have, did you guys watch power NWA power? Yeah. Which. Oh, yeah. I think is one of the biggest losses to wrestling because of COVID Yeah, power did it so well mm-hmm. where not like they would still have their big matches on power. There would be big matches like 10 minute matches, 15 minute matches on power. And those matches felt big mm-hmm. because they didn't happen like super often, but often enough to where you knew what to expect. You knew they were coming. And then the pay-per-views would be where, you know, the bigger storylines, the bigger matches on the card really got their time. Right. You know, that was where the title matches happened. Uh, then they brought in the television championship or the, they, yeah, they brought the TV title back and they would wrestle in six minute time limits. You know, that's going to, if you put the six minute time limit on there, oh man, that's going to like, they really have to pick up the pace because mm-hmm. they only have six minutes to win this match or they don't get the belt. That's, that's part of your storytelling. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. I think in terms of not wrestlers not being able to work the indie style that everyone's familiar with them seeing if they saw them a lot on the indies, mm-hmm. it's because the, the method of storytelling is different because the amount of exposure you are given to a talent is different. You're not seeing them a few times a month anymore. You're seeing them you're like once or twice or maybe three times a month anymore. You're on, and if you are seeing them multiple times a month, you're seeing them on different shows. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like you're seeing them on the same show. You're seeing them every week, whether they're in a match, whether they're cutting a promo or in some kind of segment uh vignettes, whatever it is, the method of storytelling changes. So the way you use that talent or that character has to change along with it. 
Right. I can see that, but in, in the case of WWE, and I'm not including NXT because I think, in me personally, I think NXT is doing a fine job. I mean, I think they've outshined WWE as far as storytelling, as far as talent use, as far as like, I think they've, for a, you know, quote, developmental, I think they blow WWE out of the water as far as my tastes go. So oh, I yeah. I don't, I don't think they're just a developmental anymore. Yeah, exactly. I think they've become like their own. And that's brand. why I use the quotations, the air quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, everybody's, I, guess for the I feel like everybody's on the same page in terms of, yeah. you know, NXT's status now. But WWE has such a, such a robust roster to where you can hold a weekly show and you don't have to feature everyone. Power did it. I mean, and then yep. when they did feature the big names without making anyone else weaker, they'd have them go up against jobbers like the old school, you know, and they would just have yep. them destroy somebody. Which, oh, bring it back. I, mean, I, WWE I had no idea in. how yeah. much I would enjoy like, quote unquote, job matches. Yeah, I had no idea how much I would enjoy them. I guess Mike and I grew up with that. I guess you didn't get to grow up with that. So, yeah, no, not a lot this of people do that you, stuff yeah. anymore, man. No. So like and, you know, another example, um, a more recent example, rather. Like, I guess power, you know, power isn't really doing anything right now, but I know NWA is doing some kind of new or different method of content production. I'm not super familiar with it, uh, so I don't want to speak too much on it, but um, a company that has started producing content again has been Ring of Honor because they're doing the pure champion. They're bringing back the pure championship. They're doing the pure title tournament. Uh, I've seen both. They've been, I think they started that two weeks ago. Uh, I've watched both episodes they have like two matches each and the way they have presented it has been phenomenal like i like man i have been personally i have been like looking around kind of like man what promotions are presenting pro wrestling as like a sport and they're you know they're they're just bringing it back to basics they're taking away all of the kind of you know the soap opera the goofy they're not doing these ridiculous you know uh, they're bumping the ref every match and all there's all this you know bunch of chairs and tables and uh you know jumping people in parking lots and all that kind of stuff they're just putting the athletes in the ring letting them wrestle within those specific rules that they explain to you in a way that you can understand you know, it's the pure title. So they're doing pure wrestling rules. They That's have awesome. time limits, limited amount of rope breaks, you know, punches to the face are illegal. Uh, it's, oh, As- the way they've presented it. They have the clock. They have like the, they have counters for each wrestler so that you know how many rope breaks they have. Oh, that's they, awesome. Dude, it has been, not to mention the fact that they have phenomenal pure wrestlers in this tournament. It, dude. Ooh, it has been so good so far. Yeah, but Jeremy Wyatt's not in it, so I can't. I Jeremy Wyatt's not in it. So that's a big, yeah. <laughs> that's a big. It's a big red flag. Jeremy Wyatt's not in it. Man. They kind of, you know, they let Kansas City down with that one, they but did. it does have guys like Gresham, who Jeremy Wyatt has wrestled mm-hmm. in a phenomenal match. By the way, Jeremy Wyatt's new gear looks. looks I was, was going to say, did you guys get so to see that? Uh, looks fire. Shared on Twitter. It was really good job, nice. King Snake. Good job on that gear. Yeah, yeah dude. Um, oh, it's so good. Yeah, Gresham's in that tournament. Fred Yehai, who Wyatt has also wrestled in a phenomenal sixty-minute Iron Man match. Yehai's in that tournament. Change. It's got guys like Jay Lethal. Um, Silas Young's in this tournament. Nice. Um, who else is in this tournament? Oh, I know some of these other names. Josh Woods, Kenny King. Um, who did Lethal beat Dalton Castle in the first round? Wow. I didn't mean to spoil that for anybody. Um, <laughs> I just totally did totally. it. Oh well. Is there a is there a bracket is there a bracket possibility where we're gonna see John Gresham versus Fred Yehai? Yehai. Yes. Fuck yes. That would if if um I'm trying to remember the bracket in my head. If Jonathan Gresham was to face Fred Yehi in this tournament, it would be in the finals. Oh, <laughs> there go my nipples again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Kevin. I, dude, I'm just the thought of it. I mean, because like I said, I've seen them both wrestle Jeremy Wyatt, and both of those matches have been phenomenal. And mm-hmm. so, like, that just makes me really excited to see those two meet. So, I've always wanted to see John Gresham live, uh, just like wrestle. Did I say? Yeah. Yeah, I did a I did a seminar of his live. in St. Louis, and man, he is one of the coolest dudes I think I've yeah. met so far. 
in wrestling. He's such a good dude. Too. It's so He's awesome. super smart. The, that octopus match, that's some HP Lovecraft stuff right yeah. there. That thing <laughs> right? is crazy. So I think all that being said, it, it ultimately, if if you take anything away from our show this week, um, it's I promise you it's not going to be WWE bashing week in and week out because no. there's some good stuff no, there. And, and I, there are good people there too. Yeah, like it's yeah, not know, the people that work there. It's just we wish yeah. it was better as far as their storylines go. They were go presented the, better. The, 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 pro- we, the product they present. I, I, yeah, I'll speak. Okay, because I know I'm going to get flack for this in some manner or fashion. Being a independent professional wrestler who would take a contract from them in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would take a contract and from them. Let me, yeah, don't don't get it twisted. Okay, I'd love to work there. Okay, it'd be it'd be more than phenomenal. It would be just the best thing ever to work to work at WWE to work anywhere. Uh, I think. The point, I think the reason we have these discussions and fans have these discussions is because we love this so much. We all enjoy professional wrestling. Uh, We've all, we, you know, we all have a very uh, personal connection to it as individuals. Um, We want it to all, you know, we want it to succeed. We all want it to be as as great as it possibly can be. And to see it, uh, fall short of that, you know. We know we know that they're capable of better, better. or we know when we know when we it, especially as a wrestler when I know I'm capable of putting a better match out there when I when I'm if I put on a match and I feel like I could have done better, boy, am I gonna just eat myself alive for it? You know, we're all our worst critic, so we all want we just all want to you know deliver, and yeah. I think. In terms of the relationship between fans and the WWE, that's what they want to. They want to see them deliver. And I I think it's also, when when we talk about WWE falling short, it's not due to the like the in-ring talent or or what they're what they're producing. It's it's the production and the the everything around it. They got to simplify it, man. If in my own which is my own opinion, they got to simplify it. I think that's why Power was so good while one when they had their run right before COVID. Uh, I think that's why the pure title tournament works for fans that aren't wrestlers, you know, because like I have a bit of a different appreciation for it because of the, you know, I like watching a wrestler's wrestler a lot more than fans might. Yeah. Um, But I think fans can appreciate it too, because they bring it down to the simple, they bring it down to simple and easy to understand. And I think that is kind of how, pro wrestling is the easiest to digest and to consume is when it's simple. Yeah. So that's just my own take. I look forward yeah. into the future. Cause it's, it, it, I, I'm amazed that you're into so much like old school style of wrestling. Whereas like me, I'm into as much flippy shit and as, as much like comedic wrestling as I can get. Now, don't oh, don't me- get me wrong. I'll, I love- I'll I'll watch a good flippy shit match and I'll watch a good comedic match too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I know, but I it's yeah. like especially in our chats like you've been more critical of some of those than than well, other matches. So, well, so like that's I'm I'm, well, I'm excited on. about it. Cuz Kevin the, and I Don't get me wrong. If you guys bring up something that I'm going to just, you know, be critical yeah. of, then I'll be critical. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It just hasn't happened yet. It's it's we'll a fun dynamic because Kevin and I te- have tended to be on the same page about a mm-hmm. lot of stuff, and it's it's awesome to have someone who has like an alternative perspective, totally, to, and 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 an insider perspective on top of that to to be able to to kind of uh, contradict us every once in a while. It's gonna be awesome. So um, before before we end the show and the, and the uh, impending apocalypse, I just want to say the Bears are now three and zero. <laughs> that just happened about eight minutes ago. That's that's wild. What what's going on? Uh, bears. What is going on? <laughs> that's not Got a bear down. Yeah, just oh, just God. bear down. What it's a weird, weird year, man. That is a weird year, dude. If, if Chicago is three and zero, and Kansas City isn't, I'm going to be upset. Well, and and the don't the get me wrong. We've played way better teams than Chicago. Yeah, but. I will be upset. The Raiders beat New England. That's I don't know. I don't think that I don't think that game has happened yet, has it? No, it's been going on. Oh. It's going on right now. I'm just wondering what the I don't have my 
scores out. Well, by the time Which this comes out, that's going to be People are going to be hearing this relevant. like a week after the fact. So. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that so by the time this comes cool. out, that's going to be super irrelevant anyway. So whatever. <laughs> So, which you know, and, Bears and four that, next week, <laughs> right? And to that point, we'll be a little more on like like week to week when uh, when there's more wrestling going on week to week as it is right now. It's both TV shows are just kind of just we're all just trying to get through this this damn pandemic. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, well, hopefully, I have more to talk about soon. It it does seem like some more indie promotions are starting to hype up shows. Yeah, but December. there was an outbreak recently. At one of them. Oh no! There's been a oh, lot really? of talent that pulled out of the collective because of that. I saw some people bowing out. I didn't know that's what it was relation to, though. Yeah, there was there was a COVID outbreak. Damn. I well, think it was there was some people. I know Lance Archer got it. Uh, ben Carter, uh, he had it. Um, that and then I don't know who else, but I, I think there's been a couple more that have that have been like, "Hey, I caught COVID," but there have been a number of talent particularly those that like work at impact that have had to pull out of some of some of the indie bookings because they want that, you know, bound for glory is coming up. It's a big show for them. So they want to keep all their guys healthy. Safe. Right. Yeah. Fair so enough. hopefully we'll have more coming uh, up between now. We got to we'll, we get a lid on this COVID thing, guys. Right. Yes. Right. Wear a fucking mask. Everyone. Come on. Please. If Ray Mysterio <laughs> can do it. Please. Well, hold on. Don't wear a Ray Mysterio mask. That's yeah, not going to help. Yeah, That's not going to help. Wear, okay, a, wear, a, wear a mask that covers that your face, you up, no your mouth, know. and your nose. <laughs> Cover your mouth and your nose. Wear, uh, wear, the, wear Kane's first mask, not his last one. <laughs> yeah. Although that did, his nose was still. Wear an Isaac Yankin mask. Fuck it. Don't wear a wrestling mask. Wear a, <laughs> God. Wear a medically approved mask. Yes. Just either so, way, just take care of each other and be safe yep. and treat human beings like actual human beings, y'all. Come yep. on. It's not that hard. There's so many religious folks out there, man. Come on. Practice what you preach. I'm getting deep. Hey, and if you're not religious, uh, be nice to people. Oh, yeah. I, just hit, I was going to point at y'all and then for the video, but then I hit my windscreen down. <laughs> I just love being awkward. Right? I just love it. I'm telling you, man, video is its own different beast. Yeah. That was yeah. the cool thing about recording audio is like if we fucked up or we had like puppy dogs in the background like we did earlier, mm-hmm. uh, which that was my fault. I've got two puppy very, dogs. you know, they're all the good dogs. I love my dogs. We have been uh, trying to wrap this show for like 10 minutes now. We have so. been. I'm, <laughs> I, it's trying to get. So, um, you know, I'll throw this out there again. If you have questions for us, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at 3B Wrestling Pod. We're on Facebook at 3B Wrestling Pod, Instagram. I don't do the Instagram too much, especially because we're not at live events to take pictures. Yeah. But if you want to see some of the older stuff that we've, we've gotten to go to and some of the other wrestlers we've gotten to meet on the indies, you're welcome to go back there and take a look uh, at 3B Wrestling Pod. Um, you know, send us questions. Like you said, they don't have to be wrestling related. We'll answer them if they are. But if they're not, send us stupid questions too. We're happy to Hell answer yeah. whatever. <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll, I'll throw out diet advice i mean oh, yeah, obviously man. it looks like i'm <laughs> capable of that uh <laughs> so yeah just feel free to just say hey send us questions we had a lot of people reach out that they got to see our first episode and we're really excited and and uh it's good to see us all kind of recording doing our thing again so we're hell yeah it feels to good to be back there. man back yeah, in the yeah. Uh, saddle of things it's good to get back in the routine now we just need some content to really talk about week in and week out yeah we're getting there, boys. Yes. <laughs> if you want to All follow right. the hair metal heartthrob, you can do it on Twitter and Instagram at Dallas Cade. Mm-hmm. And go check out his Pro Wrestling Tees store. He's got shirts up there. And, yep. ProWrestlingTees.com uh, slash Dallas Cade. I got to get better at plugging my own shit. Thanks, right. Mike. <laughs> That's Practice makes perfect. Um, we were we are hoping to, um, mm-hmm. you know, the Kansas City Podcast Network has its own uh, store as part of uh, Dad Bod Tees. Um, we are hoping to get our own merch up there at some point. So once we have more information on that, we'll, we'll pimp out our shirts. Um, and I'll actually buy one of my own shirts. That'll be cool. Good. So, yeah. Uh, fellas, any, anything you want to say before we get out of here? I know we kind of already did our send offs, but I'll make more. Kev, I'll throw it to you. No, no, I just be good to each other, man. Have a good week and man, watch more wrestling. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. You can find us 
Uh, we will air our new episodes every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. as part of the Kansas City Podcast Network. Central so Standard def- Time. Central Standard Time. Thank you. Uh, so we usually uh, stream that on Twitter and Facebook. I think it goes out to YouTube also. Yes. So you can catch us live or you can always catch the broadcast afterwards. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for, for tuning in. And uh, as always, later, nerds. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 911, what's your emergency? Senora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí, yo pensé que sería cruzar, el hijo iba rápido, creo, y después. ¡Ay, Dios mío, qué horror! No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Nitsa.